Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. And I'm Jolly Paul. On this episode, we've been to the cinema to watch Smile. Our something to scream about, we're going to be talking about favourite ensemble cast in a horror movie. And also, it's going to be our movie from the vault. It's a big one. Jolly Paul pulled out the bag. The Omen. How are you? Ensemble. 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 Nice. Yeah, well done, Matt. Well done. That was fucking. That was that was a like a pro. <laughs> fucking hell. Right. How you boys been doing? What have you been watching, Matt? Oh. I'll go first. I watched a movie on Shudder called Sissy. Ooh, Fright Fest. Yeah, we Fright missed Fest. this at Fright Fest, so I thought I'd just give it a whirl. Eh, it's all right. <laughs> some really <laughs> some really good kills in it. I don't know if you boys have seen it. No, no, I watched it. Yeah, nope, nope, nope. some some good kills. However, I won't spoil it, obviously, because you boys haven't seen it. But there's one thing that runs throughout the mus- movie that just absolutely does my head in, and I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to let you go and watch it and tell me if you noticed what the thing annoyed me the most in this movie throughout it. However, the practical effects are really good in this movie, and I'll leave it at that. Nice. And I've also finished uh, uh, Dharma, which was I have also harrowing. Finished, I've also finished Dharma. Bloody hell! <laughs> <laughs> Nuts, isn't it? Yeah, that last um, that last scene. I had to. I had to admit, I had to look up how he died in because I was, it was getting too tense, man. I had to what, before look, it happened. Before it happened, I was just looking. Ah, it up. shit! Why did you do that? Spoilers. Uh, I just wanted. To, so I looked it up on Wiki, so I knew it was coming. Fucking hell, though, didn't it? It was, it was ugh, yeah. He deserved everything that fucking came to him. He was such a weirdo. He's so, I'm, I'm inclined to watch the Dharma tapes now. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch yeah, it. That's good. I'm going to get my Dharma up. Go watch my friend Dharma as well. Nice. Um, Jordy Paul? Um, well, I, I also watched something I should have uh, a Dutch folk horror film called Moloch. You've probably good, seen the good imagery on the, on the banner. Um, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of decent ideas in it, but it was quite slow. Um, acting wasn't terrific in it. And, but there was a couple of really creepy, creepy scenes in it. There was just a bit of janky CGI at the end, which sort of destroyed it a bit. But yeah, it was all right. It was worth a watch if you ever get an hour and a half. Um, it's that time of year, guys. If you've got kids, I've watched The Nightmare Before Christmas three times this week. <laughs> I'll just say how many times. <laughs> three times this week. So uh, we're going for it. Um, this is yeah, so Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Oh, man, that's ruined, my, that's ruined my pick for later. <laughs> it is a We've great We've done pick. it. What are you on about? We've done it. Could do it again. Uh, yeah, we could. Um, I also watched something on Disney Plus which dropped, which sucked me in via the crazy imagery uh, oh, called Grim Cutty. Have you seen this? Grim Cutty? Grim Cutty. It's just dropped on Disney Plus. And if you go on to Disney Plus and have a look at the imagery, it looks amazing. Okay. And the film is absolute dog shite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 honestly, I it's got such a decent premise and the actual 
monster thing, whatever it is, I won't spoil it, is creepy as fuck. And there's a couple of jump scares in it, but the film is shit. It's you know, got I'll, some of the worst horror acting I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, that, if you want to go and check it out, go for that it. That makes me want to watch it more. If you hate it, then I, I probably love it. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, there you go. Go away, watch it, and tell us what you think. Because um, you'll, you'll look at the imagery at the start and go, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And uh, yeah, it ain't. And then I'm sure, Paul, you were going to say something about this, so I'll let you talk about it more than I will. But I also watched Marvel's Werewolf by Night. All right, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I did watch Marvel's right, Werewolf by Night. Careful with that, because I haven't watched any, so don't spoil it. Okay, it's, it's, I mean, I'm going to, I gave it a nine at the moment, but I got, I'll, I'll watch it again and again. <laughs> it's, te- it's teetering on a 10. It was fucking astounding first watch. Matt, it's all set in black and white. Or a TV show. It's just it's a fifty-five minute movie, so it's kind it's, of a short short movie. It's I technically think. called a Marvel one shot. You know the Marvel one shots they did, like the sh- really short ones. It's yeah, like an extended Marvel one shot. Well, good. I watched that then. As long as it's not yeah, like twenty man, parts. I, I mean, th- there's a love. If you haven't been, it hasn't been spoiled for you already. There's some awesome characters in it. Um, the acting is ace. It's just fucking proper universal like monsters man mm-hmm. um and it's just it dives into the st- a different sort of realm of marvel such an awesome character um i absolutely fucking loved it i recommend everyone to go and watch this uh, over and over again i thought it's fucking champion so yeah i'll uh, wait till Matt's uh, watched it before we have a conversation about it because there's yeah. a couple of things that that I was a bit pissed off about her by, but I watched it. No, it was very, it's very good. Don't get us wrong, but there's a couple of bits that I, uh, that pissed me off a bit. But anyway, yes. So Paul, what else have you been watching? Um, I watched. Uh, I don't know if I talked about this on last episode. Now, my best friend's exorcism. Oh yeah, I've watched that as well. You've watched that as well. <laughs> yeah. you didn't think that was worth talking about there, Matt. Uh, it, might, it was that good. I forgot about. It. Uh, no, it was. I thought it was gonna be better than it was. Um, I must admit, but it was very, it was supposed to be cha- like a comedy, but it's very bleak. Um, I don't know, it's sort of, an, sort of quite an average movie in the end, really, for me. But it was, it was like a nice little coming of age horror movie. Not bad, not bad. I watched um, The Final Destination on Netflix. Absolute dog shit. I'm guessing it was <laughs> maybe good in 3D, but it don't work if you, if it's, it's one of those movies that from 3D into, 2d it doesn't work at all I and mean, it probably didn't work in 3d but you know it's just fun watching those fucking premises at the start you know oh well never mind um like the luckiest girl alive is probably more of a thriller with mila kunis just astonishingly well acted it's got some it's just been a bit promoted like as a it's got some dark little moments in it and should come with a, a warning and all this sort of stuff um it's a really harrowing tale um of sort of almost like revenge but you know it's not really like a horror but definitely going worth a watch Mila Kunis absolutely smashes it um but that's me and apart from me and Sophie my partner are watching uh the Midnight Club at the moment Michael Flanagan's Flanagan's latest treat and it is a treat it's got some of the characters that are used that were in some of the kids were in Midnight Mass um it's sort of like this one's basically like it got an overarching story it's almost like mini stories they sort of the midnight club is the idea they're all sort of dying from different diseases and they've gone to this like home and they're they're almost like in a hospice 
um, where they're in their last, they're supposed to be in their last months, and they meet every midnight um, and toast to being alive, I guess, and tell stories, um, like make them up on the spot, and the stories that they come up with are fucking ace. But the overarching story of the actual place, because the place is so interesting that they're staying in, and has like a real, there's something creepy going on in the background. He's done it again. He, he's absolutely smashed this one. It's fucking great. Um, so, yeah, definitely recommend if you guys get time before Gamera del Toro stuff comes out. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that's due out in a couple of weeks. But the Midnight Club is fucking fantastic. Uh, one for all the family. I recommend it. Very, And it was, it was interesting that I think the first episode broke a world record or something like that for the most jump scares in like in like anything and honestly there's a there, i can see what there's a sequence of things that happen you think that it, it's nuts it is it does get you <laughs> so yeah i thought that was quite interesting yeah very very good so go watch that forget about andor go and watch this <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's me um what about we get onto some news there's fucking loads man so i don't know Paul, you can start at this time. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys seen this, but um, I saw it just literally today. Um, obviously, VHS 99 comes out on the 20th of October. Uh, but Shudder have actually greenlit another one. So Yeah. Um, uh, VHS, VHS 85. 85, yeah. So that is going to come out next year, apparently. So um, they're obviously confident that 99 is going to hit the mark. So, yeah, 85. That was my first bit of news. Still my favourite anthology thing ever, so they can keep going for that. Hail Ratmer. <laughs> I got one. There's a, a another Christmas. You mentioned Violet Night with old uh, David Harbour. There's another one coming out this Christmas called The Mean One. Um, and it's like a Grinch. XYZ Films are releasing a Grinch slasher movie spoof this December. So we've got to watch out for that one. So not only have we got like a, a uh, Santa, we've got a uh, Grinch kicking the shit out of him i don't think it's played by jim carrey though so i think i read it's free to stream online as well nice so, matt doesn't board well <laughs> yeah um a little bit of uh obviously on the on the heels of the last episode where we reviewed uh strangers uh as our movie uh from the vault there's a little bit of news come out about the new of the trilogy of strangers that are coming out so just got a little blurb here. It's based on the original 2008 cult horror franchise. Uh, the project fe- features um, Petch, who drives across country with her longtime boyfriend to begin a new life in the Pacific Northwest when their car breaks down in Venus, Oregon, and they are forced to spend a night in a secluded Airbnb where they are terrorised from dusk till dawn by three masked strangers. So, yeah, not much else has come out about that, but... Um, a reboot yeah. of the franchise, is it? I think so. Yeah. So, like, um, obviously, uh, but pray, pray at night, which was the last one, was good, which I talked about last episode. But yeah, I'm, I'm well up for seeing this. Yeah, cool. Uh, there's a Wickerman TV show being announced, or it's in production from Andy Circus's uh, production team, Imaginarium. Um, so they are, it's in development. Um, so that'd be interesting to see uh, an updated. But I suppose with a TV show, it'll give it give it enough room to breathe. I would have thought. Hopefully it's better than the Nick Cage film. I, I would like that. Um, I, I hope they keep the, the episodes like low, though, and don't go like hundreds of episodes. 
be nice, a nice, like a nice eight-piece kind of thing, wouldn't it? Like to keep it. Yeah, tight. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't want to have like season one and two or three. Just have yeah. a nice, like even a six-episode run of just something. Yeah, nice and contained. Yeah, I'd like that. I'd be, I'd be up for that. Well, I got some Terrifier 2 news. I don't know if you've been seeing it all over social media, but it seems to be doing very, very well it's in America. smashing it. 1.4 million, I think it's on currently, um, which is fucking fantastic for, like, a, you know, essentially a crowdfunded project and a two, what, nearly a fucking two-and-a-half-hour fucking gore fest. It is being obviously jumped on, jumped on um, by the fact that a lot of people are saying that they're walking out of cinemas, puking. There's been fainting instances. We've seen this sort of stuff before, but it's a lot. There's a lot. And we know we've seen the movie. I mean, it's this. Everyone keeps on banging on about that infamous bedroom scene. Um, and, it, and it is a fucking hard, hard watch. There are some fucking moments in that movie that if you weak, you weak ass stomachs, you're going to be fucking walking out of this or, you know, fainting or you could be puking into your popcorn. It ain't fucking bullshit. This is not feel, for the fucking faint-hearted defo. <laughs> I feel a bit cheated from Fright Fest, though, because uh, obviously we got to see it before pretty much everyone else did. And uh, have you seen the, like, the the branded vomit bags that you get in cinemas in the US? They're pretty cool. Yeah, I know, man. We never got any. We should, maybe Met, we should have got some. He should be marketing the shit out of this. It's going back into theatres as well for another weekend. And I would not be surprised. I mean, this is going toe-to-toe now with um, Halloween as well. Halloween ends. But, you know, it's like... This could go on and on. This could be one of those movies that finally could have been getting a bit of like um, through word of mouth, through the social media and stuff like that, and through the action of just people going and watch it. And it is fucked up. I really hope that everyone gets off their fucking ass and goes watch this. And, you know, not not the those people when we were at school, when you hear about the fucking shit horror movie that fucking does this to you, this, this one's probably going to do it. <laughs> I don't think he's going to have to kickstart the next one anyway. Put it that way. Um, you were talking about the VHS 99. Did you actually watch the trailer? Have you watched all of the trailer? Yes, I have. No, I haven't. I'm going to go in cold. Yeah, it's probably best, but that, the trailer looks fucking mental. But yeah, I, I just like, I was like really interested by that. But yeah, I have no other bits of news today. Well, the last thing I've got uh, was just a, a trailer that dropped, which I watched. Now, I think we, you guys, are, we've talked about it on the podcast definitely before. We've seen imagery about it, but oh my God, the trailer looks fucking mental. If you're going to say Megan. Megan. Oh, you knew you were going to say Megan. <laughs> Sorry, man. Like, it just, it's like, okay, child's play. Let's, I'll raise you and have an actual life-size doll that like runs really weird after people in woods. Ah, it looks mental. It looks really skin crawly. The doll looks mental. Oh, ooh, let's, let's just of... get let's just get one thing straight. This ain't going to be any Annabelle because that that just is the best. This this is not going to be an Annabelle or a Chucky. But yeah, it's going to have its own place. Uh, well, I, I, the, the doll yeah. looks scarier than the fucking Annabelle doll. So you're on a winner there. And hashtag I fucking hate Annabelle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's not out till like 2023 though. Yeah, but it's January, like... January 2023. Oh, is yeah, it? That's only like a couple of months away, man. <laughs> yeah, true. I was there, but I was expecting it to come out like you know in six months or something like that. But yeah, yeah. the first pictures of that just was freaky enough. But yeah, it's just she... like I don't know. It looks. It's obviously a real person in the, in the outfit, and it's just fucking weird. Yeah, they're playing around with sort of weird animatronics as well as like a, a proper, probably like dancer 
in there and stuff like that. But it's it's fucking just, it's a sassy doll, and it looks like if you fuck with my mate, I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for that. Ready for that one? I think that's all I got. I was just gonna go for that last trailer, the last Megan trailer. All right, wicked. All right, well let's get on to our main review. What is it you like to talk about? My patient. Hi. I know you're nervous. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling at me. Oh my God. Okay, so for our main review, we have been to the cinema to watch Smile. After witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient, Dr. Rose Cotter starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain. Rose must confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Go. Shoot. I don't know. Fuck, we went to see this together, didn't we? Um, We did. Weird weird title sequence at the start, you know. I suppose this movie is another sort of not urban legend, but a sort of curse curse movie where it's like almost like that we discussed the rings. It's almost like a curse that's like followed round a bit like it follows. You know, there's a she goes for a traumatic event and then she gets the curse and she's got to find a way to get the get rid of it in a certain amount of time before it affects her. Um, and you know, it goes down that rabbit hole of um, investigation, discovery, jump scares. It, it did feel a little bit um, unique in some respects. I like some of the jump scares in it. It definitely got me. It definitely got you, Matt. And um, yeah, I don't know. Some of the gore in it was really good. She was quite interesting looking. And um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad attempt. I quite. I did quite get on with this one. What about you, then, Paul? I am. I actually enjoyed this more than I thought I was going to enjoy it, lads, to be honest. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Now, I will just say, cautionary tale to any major studio that's going to make a fucking film, don't give half the, well, pretty much the film away in the trailer. Because when we've seen the trailer, we did think, well, it's give away at least three fucking major scares or plot points or whatever. And it sort of took, when when you knew it was coming, when you're watching the film, it sort of took you out of a bit. So I haven't said that though. It did provide enough. I'd shat myself at a couple of times actually. Popcorn went up, um, not expecting it. Um, but yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought the central concept of it was really really good. Like smiles are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I did. I thought it was better than. Like, I was surprised at how much I actually quite enjoyed it. But there are a couple of issues. Matt, what are those issues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll be honest. It did jump scare me. There was a couple of things because when you're watching the cinema and it's fucking loud, it's skinny. And those bits, there were a couple of jump scares that, that did scare me. But I think this film heavily relies on a lot of those jump scares. I think there's quite a lot in there. Um, there is some creepy moments and stuff, but... I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know with this. It's just, 
it just mm. seems like a big kind of Hollywood, yeah, like promote it massively on the side of buses and give away all the best bits in the trailers, like Paul said. And I felt like I'd seen half the film going in, um, which was a shame. However, there are some really good um, effects in it. And there's also some fucking dog shit effects. Was this Paramount, Matt? It was the production yeah, company. Paramount. It was Paramount, wasn't it? Yeah. I know what you mean by the, by the um, you know, big marketing budget. And, you know, why do that little return? I don't know. Um, could have gone in a lot colder. But, yeah, some of the the, sh- the the main shocking moments, like initially, were in that trailer. And that is a shame. Um but like I did enjoy the sort of similarities to it follows. Obviously, it's not like got a sex, not a sexually transmitted disease. Um, but it does. Hey. What? A shame. Yeah, but like um, you know, it did it did breed the tension and stuff quite well. Um, the thing itself, like your stuff you're talking about, the CGI and like the actual thing, the kind of Babadook looking thing. I don't know. It was a bit always disappointing when you actually see you see it and i think where it follows like triumphs is the fact that you never really see it it stays in that sort of like in shapes of just the norm normality which is what this was go which was what this was following like um it did have those sort of normal um people sort of normal memories that were enhanced and scary and i like that I liked all those bits. I liked the fact that it could have been anything and any anyone at any time. But when it wasn't, it, that's where it sort of fell for me. Um, but not bad. I mean, she she was she sold it quite well. Um, the, the the actress who played Rose, I thought she was great. Um, I didn't really like her husband and, and stuff. I wish he had died, but never mind. He's a bit boring. <laughs> so, Paul, can I just cut in with that? I, that's one of the big problems I had with this. Their chemistry was actually now I I know there's a bit in the thing where she's not really get like, is she really the guy for him type of thing? But like he obviously it's the guy from the boys, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's good in that. And I just thought he was just totally really bad in this. Like, and it was just, I don't know whether it's a script or his actor or whatever. I just thought he was just completely throwaway and to the point where I actually thought he was going to get involved towards the end I thought she you know when she realized that she has to spoilers you know give the curse to other people I thought he was dead first in line to be set up it just disappeared See, didn't it? Just I thought there was going to he was going to be having an affair with her sister or something do you know what I mean I thought there was there was going to be some meat on the bones to that relationship but he just went away and it was like you know the whole bit with a cat and all sorts like oh yeah you're obviously fucking mental and i'm gonna i'm engaged yeah but it's almost like all right we'll see you later i don't really want to deal with it it was just i don't know their their two chemistry whatever it was around it it just really took us out of any tension in the household it was like we don't like each other anyway and you're just not i don't believe you you were together Um, she she had a lot more tension with um with the ex um yeah but I, I just think it would have been better had the ex come along if there was some sort of tension. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. It just, it, it, it sort of, I was just, I, I suppose for a big studio film, I was looking going, this this is just a bit shit. He's been, uh, he's been quite a lot of that Kyle Gowner um, in it. Obviously, he's in Scream, wasn't he? Um, re- quite recently. But we've seen him sort of about Hollywood for quite a while and stuff like that, so... It's nice to see him sort of like, oh yeah, he, he was in he was in Walking Dead as Zach as well. So he's been about. 
um and he did and he's he's a pretty good decent actor and he sort of um up against her it sort of worked when they were sort of on screen together just had the world's crappiest tash yeah and coom um old uh is it harold from harold and kumar Carl Pett. yeah yeah Carl Pett. he got some work he was it fucking was... dreadful as well <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fucking hell man what 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 the... literally i don't understand it i like and also can i just like she was a psychiatrist right mm-hmm yeah and but yet she had a psychiatrist they usually she had that, yeah yeah they usually do Right. Okay. <laughs> they usually forced to go to them because um, of like dealing with everyone else's troubles, they get to one lord. So yeah, that's it's quite common. Common. But but then well, I think she's but, a crap but, psychiatrist. But that, but I think that she had she had a lot of problems <laughs> before she was a psychiatrist. This is the thing, and that's what I felt. Yeah. Well, she had obviously de- demons from her past, right? Which, to be fair, how she gets a job as a psychiatrist, I'll never know. And then uh, the, how she deals with her patients. I'm not even talking about the last who's got the smile. What about poor? You're all gonna die. You're all gonna die, man. She's literally like, oh, I've just set him off. I'll just get rid of him, please. It's like fucking hell. Now I know it alludes at the start. She's really tired and she's been working like 50-hour weeks and 60-hour weeks. All the time. Yeah, give, her fucking, give her a break, man. <laughs> and, she's work, and she's working in a free, like I think it's like a free unit. She's not like in like a really expensive unit or like getting paid shitloads. So she's doing it at that sort of lower level. And like past trauma for a psychiatrist does help in psychiatry. So she should have pe- pressed the fucking panic button, maybe. She's not bit... just watched her victims kill themselves in front of her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We have a flaw. We we have a problem with her her, her wave of job. So you're saying that when she got when somebody started like she did press the panic alarm, but no one got there in time. No, she, got, she went on the phone, but I'm sure there'd be like some a bit more kind of security being in a, in a kind of like place where this you know dealing with those situations. And uh, spoilers, I did quite spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I did uh, quite like the the rug pulls. I thought it was quite good. The although sort of I, you sort of knew they were there, but like oh, the, gotcha. the I, I did quite like how they played around with it. And a bleak ending, love a bleak ending. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the cat in the box was pretty like good scene as well. That's quite dark. The, her screaming and stuff that was. I thought at the moment that was a dream. You know, how could they fucking possibly do this at a kid's party? And then they and I was like, oh, fair play. This isn't okay. This actually is in canon. This actually happened. Fuck. <laughs> The jump scare, the jump scare where she's listening to the sound. Is that the one I got you? Where she's listening to the laptop, she's like putting her ear to the sound and you think, oh, she's going to hear a voice or something. And she's literally like, and then out of just the corner of her face, it's like, boo. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the one that got me, actually. And I think there's one as well. Does somebody get knocked over by a car or something? I can't remember. But yeah, there's quite a few that got me, to be fair. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I can attest to that. But what about the final scene then? Like uh, that was probably the most disappointing out of the whole movie and stuff. Like her con- her going to her old house. Where it just so happens that they have an old house. You know, they they reference that quite early. That you know they haven't torn down. I don't get that. That's not reality to me, right? Let's let's think about it in this day and age. Like a cost of living crisis, right? You've got a fucking house sitting there that you could sell and the land and get the money for, and it's just sitting there, bollocks. 
I can't believe yeah, that in, the, in this day and age. If you just that's do, where because she felt guilty about her mom dying and all that trap memories and all that type of stuff. That trope can fucking do one. <laughs> that's I know, but reality. But Did she need the money the glossy though? film, Paul. It's never going to delve into that type of stuff as and give it the weight it does. It, needs to pull that type of stuff off need the money anyway her, the bloke seemed like he, her bloke seemed like he was loaded i mean did you see the size of her house everyone needs the fucking money all right no one's just gonna uh, leave a fucking empty property there and just like not sell it on it's fucking bullshit <sighs> fucking bullshit maybe anyway. they're just keeping it on side to like fix it up and later as a holiday oh. home it's just yeah it's just one of those holiday tri- horror tropes that they go oh i've got a house somewhere that i could use that i never really go and use fuck off that annoyed me a little bit but yeah but all the stuff that happened inside the house all the cgi and all the spooky sort of giant so i don't know what you would even call that like it almost went into like um scary stories to tell in the dark sort of realm it was got what reminded me of the thing from wreck what the there's there's a movie that we watched, a horror movie, where there was a, like a big kind of monster type thing that recently, I can't remember what it's called. We definitely did it for the pod. And... Was it Wreck? No, I don't think it, it was like a, it was like a monster thing at the end. And it was like a big wormy sort of like monster thing. And it was not Sweetheart. No, it was something else. I can't remember, but it was basically eat, like not eating people it was like taking their souls and it, and it nearly swallows a woman at the end i can't remember the fucking name of it richard but yeah richard no not richard i can't remember what oh, it was. Well, the relic sort of does something like that as well with the big no, you just named everyone that's similar apart from the one <laughs> <laughs> i cannot remember if, what if anybody knows was. what the hell matt or paul are talking about then please write in <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god Babadook? No. <laughs> Definitely one we did for the pod, but I can't remember. But yeah, what that end fucking sequence kind of was a bit meh. And like the way she went out was a bit meh as well. I, but, like, I like the creature, like the design of it and stuff, but I would have just liked a bit more practical effects and stuff, but I just it just seemed like a lot of CGI stuff. But that's just me, I suppose. It's first time, first time director as well, you know, lad. So in fairness, directing a studio film like that, and and keep, like I said, I I quite enjoyed it, but like keeping sort of the scares in and stuff. So and we'll want to look out for, I think, definitely in the future. See what they come up with next. Definitely, yeah. but but if I have to watch one more fucking movie, horror movie with a plinky plonky fucking violin, <laughs> I'm just so bored of that soundtrack. Get somebody in. There's plenty of brilliant people out there that can do soundtracks. Stop this fucking violin plucking bollocks. Sorry. <laughs> every trailer you see, it just has that in. It's just a staple. And I just hope they get away from it. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Run over. Should we rate it? <laughs> yeah. Go for it. I thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm going to give it. No. <laughs> I, I'd say it for me, it was bad. Probably about a six, me. Middle of the road. Seven, okay. seven for me. Seven for me. It wasn't. Um, it, it wasn't. Agree with Butcher. Yeah, it was a <laughs> little bit, a little bit better than average. I don't hard. know. Too hard. Had some good tense moments in it still, um, and still had the premise was really good. It was. She she was too good in it to outweigh, you know, a train a train's performance. <laughs> 
for me, it just it just borrowed from a lot of movies, and it's just like okay, but it's just like I I just I don't know I just wasn't expecting much and I didn't really get much yeah. from it. You weren't really looking forward to this one. You you we almost didn't go and watch it. I I, I think we we didn't really have an alternative, did we? In the end, I don't think there was anything. Maybe Mr. Hannigan's phone we could have done. I could like... I could have found something. <laughs> <laughs> But fair enough. We gave it a go. We went to cinema. We watched something. It was okay, mate. But, if if you if you like jump scares and you like what it does on the tin, slightly it, creepy, then go and watch it. If you like that get, sort of thing, it's getting bums on seats. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's done it's a lot of money. Do you see how much money it's done? Yeah, I know it's done very well, very yeah. well. But well, that doesn't mean it's a good film. It means they've got a fucking good marketing department. Yeah, oh, definitely lost. They have. It, def- it was definitely better than I enjoyed it. I think that's why I'm saying a seven because I enjoyed it more than I actually thought I would. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm not being funny, but six is still high. It's still a recommendation. True. No one's having a go at your mask. You stick by by your guns. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's draw one last breath. Seven out of ten. I didn't smile much. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode's main review. We will be coming back with um, Halloween ends. Will it end? Is this the final? Is this the Fucking end? Hope so. <laughs> Surely Jamie Lee Curtis can't do anything else. Anything's got to be better than the last film. I don't know. Which I maybe actually, I, I totally forgot. I, I've actually rewatched that just to because I watched the um, extended version, which actually is slightly better than the theatrical version. So I can't, I can't if you get enough that. time. I can't forgive that fucking hospital riot. Have you watched it yet, Paul? I haven't, no. So that's my homework for this week is uh, <laughs> Halloween Kills. Watch the extended cut. Oh, well, I'm not really I'm not really looking forward to it. I thought the Halloween remake, the first one, was okay. I didn't like think it was mind-blowing or anything. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this one, but I will watch it for research purposes. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it's the new Hellraiser. Um, I might get back into Hellraiser and start watching them all from the beginning again. Because like... Yeah, forget it. There's like 10 of them. But yeah, it's on Hulu at the moment in America, which means that at some point it would drop on Disney Plus, I guess. Maybe. There's I literally nobody's picked it up yet. And I, and I don't understand why. It's doing like, really well. This is a pure moneymaker. It's doing amazingly well. You've seen, seen the effects and the makeup looks fucking yeah. awesome. She's great. The ja- Jamie Clayton, who plays um, the main Cenobite, she, she, or they, am I supposed to say they? Because they are from um, Sense8. So... Think, uh, yeah, I think I got. Don't right, Paul. I've just got this picture of you sat in your living room with a Rubik's cube in your pants. <laughs> I've got. <laughs> I'm getting into Hellraiser. I was like, that's just flashed into my head. <laughs> Fair play. Right. Let's let's get on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Right, on the back of uh, last episode's great pick by Mr. Geordie Paul, The Strangers. I... my pick, but... <laughs> Well, sorry. Picks this week. <laughs> sorry, I forgot. To, I give. I should have given kudos to Matt. There, it was Matt. It was a great pick. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it sort of spurred a little thought. You know, group of three cunts coming round, like knocking on doors, and 
and uh, kicking the shit out, you know, causing terror and all that stuff. I thought there's been a lot of that in horror movies, a lot ensemble of uh, villains uh, coming to uh, kill you, to kill a group of people. So I thought, why not delve into it and think about our favourite, our favourite, uh, favourite moments in horror, where there's been a group of uh, a group of killers. So you know, I won't go into too many, but I'm sure we'll talk about a few afterwards. But let's go to Matt first, shall we? Oh, mate. Well, we all know what the the real answer is and the correct answer is, <laughs> and that's the fireflies. Yeah, but I'm not going to pick them. Oh, okay. I'm going to go down that route because I don't want to be, you know, I'm, I'm always going on about Rob Zombie's fucking, you know, nothing wrong with stuff. that. And then, then I thought, and then I thought, oh, I'll toy with like uh, the family from Wrong Turn because that freaked me out when I watched that. But my actual pick is going to be the hill people in the hills of eyes. Is that what they're called? Are they called the hill people? The hill people. <laughs> Jupiter, <laughs> Mars, Pluto, and Mama. <laughs> and that's the 1977 version. Because Robins. literally that film when I first watched it, I was too young to watch it. It was shocking. And there's some shocking stuff in it. And it felt so fucking real, dirty. The fact that they're all messed up. And even the remake was just messed up as well. But, you know, I mean, the remake focused more on the mutant side of it and stuff, yeah. which was freakier. But just the whole performances in it as well. And, and, and that, that scene, that one scene that you know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, they just freak me out. And I just think they're dirty. They're grotty. The people who play them are amazing. They just all look weird. Um, but yeah, we obviously covered it on the podcast as well. But good pick, mate. Honestly, that's good. Just pick. freaked me out. Freaked me out, mate. Yeah, it's um, they're, they're certainly an interesting. It's an interesting movie, and it's some dark moments, and those characters are just fucking wrong. And obviously, the guy with uh, the bald head, the, the can't remember his name now. You always tell me his name. Um, but oh, oh man, that's gonna bug me now. Look <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's got some horror moments. They're fucking good. They do terror terrorize that family. It's 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 a really good ensemble. I'll tell you his name right now because I've got it here. I forgive. I don't forgive myself for forgetting this. But yeah, Michael Barryman. Yeah, fucking. Not quality. to be mistaken with Michael Barrymore. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Although both have probably terrorized some families. So. <laughs> oh God. That is, um, you know, yes. Yeah, that's not. No. That's not. That's not the view of the, all the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Jordy Paul, what you got? My pick is the Wilson family from Jordan Peele's Us. That's a, great, that's a great pick, mate. So, yeah, so not the actual Wilson family, but it's their shadow family. So, obviously, um, the, the lady with the scissors. Uh, I don't think they actually have names, but they've got some freaky ass children. Yeah, so it's just they're just really, really, really freaky, and uh, the f- you spend all the f- film wondering what the hell's going on and why they're there and what they're doing, and then obviously everyone else's shadows start turning up and start killing them. So yeah, just fantastic, and obviously the imagery of the them all underground in the tunnels, um, and uh, obviously all the hands across America thing. It's just a great film, which I really need to rewatch at some point because um, I loved it. So yeah, that was my pick. Have you watched it more than once? No, I've only ever seen it the first time I am um, at the cinema. Because when I, I went twice to the cinema and the second time round was even better just because you, you notice so many other little things that you didn't notice from before because you go, you go in knowing so much. 
You go, ah, oh, that's why they did that, and that's why they picked that, and that's why they go there. It's so I think clever. that's the thing with Jordan Peele's films, isn't it? I think that's why I really want to watch Nope again, and and yeah. on the rewatch of Get Out, I notice a lot more than when I first watched it. So yeah, yeah. Definitely. I went to see that twice as well. Yeah, Paul. Well, I thought I'd go um, at first. I was thinking about you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre, be a great shout, or even like the Cenobites, would be a fucking awesome pick. They were oh, like yeah. you know talking about the chatterer, those sorts of things. But I've gone for uh, Scream, Billy and Stu. Because I just think they're a couple of fucking idiots who just somehow get away with like killing people. A bit obsessed with the, hor- the, the horror franchises, obviously. But just like when it comes down to it, and it's like it would be quite interesting to know, break that movie down and find out which one was doing which. That'd be a pretty cool sort of like in depth sort of into the movies, like which one is is where. And I'm sure like um, logic logistically, they didn't really think about it too much, even though there are two killers. But the end sequence and stuff is so fucking good. But they are just a couple of dopes when they start prodding each other and the, the plan starts going awry. I just think they're fucking great, just like terrorizing and stuff like that. And it spawns such a fucking cool franchise. I mean, not just Scream to this day. But also like scary movie, the parodies and all those sorts of stuff. And it's a fucking fantastic, simple costume as well. So yeah. You remember like all those films that spawn are like the faculty, all the teen movies, faculty and fucking I know what we did last summer. Even like yeah, like uh, what was the other one? Urban Legend. Urban Legend, yeah. Cherry Falls. <laughs> but, Valentine. Yeah, they did it, yeah, Val- my buddy yeah, Valentine with um they're all like in their own like in their own sort of franchise all the time. Idle hands. Idle hands, very good. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh, here's a rebellion Pardon? on it. Oh my god. You're oh, gonna wow. pick idle hands now, aren't you? <laughs> I mean yeah. we watched it actually I watched it round Geordie Paul's actually when I went to Star Wars Celebration. Remember we put it on late at night? We watched did it. Did I fall asleep, did I? It's, no, great, it. it's got a fucking awesome soundtrack it has but there are watch it now man there's some real dodgy like me too moments in it it's so bad well yeah okay, yeah okay. there's some it's, right me too moments it's one of simon's favorite movies for for that reason <laughs> <laughs> say his name right if you're going to say his name sorry side of side of side of thank you very much I do like the Chuckle Brother element of uh, the Scream films, though. Of like, they are like some ruthless killers and have created like terrorized people. And you think, oh my god, they've got so many like grandmaster plans. And when they actually reveal themselves, there is that little like element of, uh, we don't really know what we're sort of doing. We're making it up as we go along, essentially, like stabbing them in the wrong place and stuff like that. So yeah, no, definitely, it's a great yeah. one. Great could, there's probably other ones to talk about. They said like the Wrong Turn and stuff like that, the Hillbillies and in, in that um maybe even like get out would be like an ensemble that's quite like a family who sort of like you know are doing stuff Wouldn't i really... quite like i quite like the killers from that you guys seen the haunt or haunt oh yeah haunt was very cool yeah yeah that was that was a very good movie what about that's um... on that is on i think that's on shutter at the moment actually if you want to i know. had a uh, the, the la damas family from ready or not as well mm-hmm. yeah good yeah, shout that's a good shout I'm surprised, Jordy Paul, that you didn't go down the little. Wow, well, oh, yeah. Now. No, we... <laughs> I, well, originally it was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Sawyer family. It was literally yeah. like 
that was as soon as you said ensemble, I was like, there. Nah, uh, but then I just try to get out of my head because it freaks I me mean, out too much. So they are they are the main crux of like so many other things, though, isn't it? Like the, everything Rob Zombie done is because of that. There's no fireflies without the Sawyers. There's no wrong turns without the Sawyers. There's no, you know, hills of eyes without the Sawyers. There's bits from everything from from you know signs point from that, doesn't it? You know. But yeah. It's cool. great stuff. Good, good stuff. I think that should be a little bit homework for you both to go and. Well, no, Paul, uh, Jory Paul, have you seen Haunt? No, no, no. Uh, Jory Paul's homework. As I think I'm pretty sure it's dropped on Shudder, but it's called Haunt. Okay. We'll dig it it's out. Really good. Mate. Halloween kills. So. And and it's a great movie to watch at Halloween as well. Just saying. Cool. Guys, a good little chat. Next episode, we have got something. We've got a um, bit of a surprise for you guys something to scream about so wait and see for that <laughs> uh okay well let's move on to our movie from the vault for generations the thorns have been a family of tremendous wealth position and power the perfect marriage of ambassador robert thorne and his wife catherine was fulfilled by the birth of their son damien and then when the child was five years old Something terrible happened. And then it happened again. Was it an accident? Was it murder? Was it a coincidence? Or was it an omen? Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. 20th Century Fox presents a film of psychological suspense about an occurrence of earth-shaking importance. Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, The Omen. I was at the hospital, Mr. Thorne, the night your son was born. I saw its mother. I saw its mother. I have fears. I have fears. Kind of fears. It's mother, Mr. Thorne. It's on my wife. It's mother. What is it you're trying to say? His mother was a... This is not a human child. Make no mistake. There are those who will die for him. There are those who will kill for him. Who is he? What does he want? Where did he come from? And can he be stopped? Gregory Peck, Lee Remick, The Omen. If this is the truth, where does it end? Okay, so this week's movie from the vault, I got to pick, uh, and I picked from 1976 from director Richard Donner, The Omen. Oh, 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 oh. Bit more plinky plonky for your mouth. Um, so, uh, Robert Thorne, a married politician, agrees to switch his wife's stillborn baby with an orphaned infant. But as the child grows, a sinister series of events start taking place. Could Robert's child actually be the Antichrist? <laughs> right. So, lads. 
So I'm watching this for fucking time. So let me get it straight. So at the start, they say that it's a stillborn, right? But it's not. We find that out late, much later. Okay, that's the old switcheroo. Um, okay, interesting. I, I, I had, the, I remember having the um, trilogy. I know there's like four, I think, but I had the trilogy on VHS, lovely little VHS copy. Um, so I watched this film long, long ago. Even the one with um, Sam Neill in the third movie as well. It's fucking. And I, you know, I said last time that I was like dubious about watching this, thinking that is this going to stand up. Um, but yeah, it did. It really did. Um, it was a, it had a bit. There was a bit. Of, I don't really still. I like it when they go to the Italy that much. I find that still quite not as interesting. Um, even though it's got one of the best kills in horror, I think. Um, but um, don't blow your load, mate. Yeah, I don't know, man. Richard Donner. I didn't. I forgot that it was Richard Donner. Um, that's phenomenal. And Jerry Goldsmith is the score. I mean, it's. It's a fucking proper good movie, like really well done, and it, it, a lot happens quickly and a lot ha- and a lot it moves with some with some good pace. So yeah, good good one, good pick, Matt. <clears throat> yeah, I fucking love this movie. It's a it's a, a stone cold classic. It's got to be up there with like the, one of the most kind of scariest movies of all time. I just think it's because for me when I watched it um i really didn't know much about it so the set pieces really like freaked me out and made me un, un were really unnerving because it's like the exorcist hit me the omen hit me in this kind of same way where it's the the, the not knowing thing it's like this could happen but it's, it's not a killer it's not a monster it's just freak events that happen and then <clears throat> when i got into all the um kind of other bits about this movie finding out about all the other shit that went on which we'll get on to <laughs> um it's just like it's just yeah it's freaky and it's just like oh it's just ugh, really weird <laughs> so yeah Matt, you're right there's like there is like another film about the film really with all the shit that all they the could, subtext they could do that, yeah um, I know I've seen plenty of documentaries about it and it's fucking mm. crazy, which I'm, I'm sure Matt's facts will cover. But yeah, so Gregory Peck's obviously Robert Thorne. His, his missus has a baby. Uh, he's the ambassador diplomat to, in Italy, isn't he? Um, mm. And yeah, the first thing is the child, the, the whispered sort of the child died, held, had two breaths and then I watched him die. And then obviously then leads him because he can't face telling his wife, leads him to adopting this child and then they bring it up. Um, and moved to London. Um, <laughs> that's my Cockney accent for him. Uh, yeah, and then obviously this little child who, oh my God. <laughs> Do you know what? If an every child you thought, I wonder if my child is the devil. It's going to look like him, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Massively. No one went, oh, he's really cute. No, he looks like Satan. Yes. He just looks evil. Creepy little suit. I think that yeah. helps. Creepy little hat. <laughs> And then obviously you get it, you get the first real bit of sort of what's going on with his uh, his crazy nanny, yeah. who uh, at his birthday party decides to uh, give him a little present. <laughs> it's all for you, Damien. It's all for you. What the fuck? So she, so you got this little Doberman, which I'm guessing is like a hellhound, essentially watching over Damien as well. Um, but what? Why did the nanny have to go to make way for the other nanny? 
Yeah. I think it was, was it, yeah, was it sacrifice? Was it like uh, the ultimate gift to the child? It was mm. just this sort of sacrifice. I think there was there was definitely an element of like her mother was a bit sus- wary of her. His mother was a bit wary because she like takes him off and was like, don't you give give my child to me and stuff. And then she goes and kills herself. So I don't know whether it was a, the patience was running thin without nanny and she was going to get sacked or something. But um, yeah, definitely sacrificed herself for him. But that like, scene, it's just quite <clears throat> crazy as well because like obviously like people can watch that and know that's coming but when i watched it i don't know about you guys i i didn't know that was gonna happen i thought she was gonna jump off i didn't know she was fucking gonna hang herself as well i forgot she went through the window yeah, yeah. In, front, in front of all that it was just it was a sap oh kids party <laughs> and the kids party was fucking full in full swing as well man that you know that's the kid that's the kids party really isn't it i never had anything like that fucking hell um with photographer on hand or photographers on hand your own carousel <laughs> yeah little little roller coaster <laughs> um but so who's telling because damien didn't command her to to hang herself so did the dog no i think it's no i think it's this whole like she was just in the inner circle of you know like rosemary's baby where it's just this satanists and they're just a group and they obviously know that this is the child or like the son of the devil and i I think it's just that's around there's definitely an element of demonic stuff in this which you don't actually see you again talking about smile where you don't have to see this type of stuff uh to 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 know it's there so there's definitely like demons at play Um, yeah because it could just be a normal kid with crazy people around it really yeah you know at the end of the day like a cult i don't know because there's such things start happening, didn't they? I mean, the fucking the zoo, the visit to the zoo. This is like, yeah, fucking mental. The fucking those baboons, man. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't think you'd ever be able to shoot that now. I don't think you'd be able to shoot that in these days because no. it's just all real baboons. And like when she pulls away in the car, it's like shit. They're still on top of the car. <laughs> yeah, I'll ru- ruin one of my Matt's facts for this because it's fucking crazy. Because obviously, I want to know how the fuck they got that reaction. So they tranquilized the head baboon and put it on the back seat. So it was, it was put out asleep and they put it on the back seat of the car. So all that all the other baboons were going fucking nuts. And the reaction on her face is real, real fear, fear. Everything she did and that kid's doing is real. Because they so at one point she thought they were literally going to just get in the car. Is the baboon in the back of the car with them? Yeah. Apparently, yeah, a tranquilized, so it's asleep on oh, the back. There's no, there's no way of getting the reaction because they just kept like just they would be walking over the car and you know doing the usual shit. They don't, they, they needed 70s, them to go nuts. The seventies was a different time, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, never you know, get away with that now. He didn't, he didn't do that to fucking old, uh, old like Clark Kent, did he? In his next movie, the in Superman, he didn't throw him out of a fucking window and try and make him fly. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> wow um but yeah i want to know what they did to the giraffes to make them shit themselves that much yeah giraffes are Fired a giraffe you just really go boo and the giraffe <laughs> <Fired> <laughs> a gun. <Fucking> giraffes. <laughs> i've been to windsor zoo as well it's good zoo oh it made me it made me thought it was like uh it wasn't actually windsor zoo i thought it might have been um like no, that was windsor zoo safari park or whatever it was near us it's obviously that <laughs> definitely not definitely not there man <laughs> It's a massive park. It is now, yeah. It never was back in the 70s. 
It had the monkey bit. The monkey enclosure. You're about Longleat. Longleat, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's been there a while, but yeah. Yeah, I remember because we we went through in in the old Morris Minor, and uh, you know all the bits got taken off the car. You know, everything was being nicked and stuff like that. Well, you never... shouldn't have tranquilized a baboon, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy. What they thought think... he was the baboon. <laughs> so, yeah, it makes way there, paves the way for uh, old Nurse Baylock to rock up. She's fucking creepy, man. I wouldn't let her look after my kid. Definitely not. Like, you re- is did you reference? hire her? No, I didn't hire her. Did you hire her? No. Uh, can we just ask you? Oh, yeah, here's me references. Don't worry. It's all right. It's all good. Fuck it off. Get out <laughs> of my big house. Can I see the child alone, please? Yeah, uh, yeah, don't worry. It's all right. It's the 70s. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> fucking nuts. Yeah. The she the... played a great part in it. She was fucking terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Mm. Se- second death, the old priest. With the old photo prediction and stuff. Yeah, that was um, it's pretty har- a lot more harrowing than I remembered and stuff. Like that I thought that was that was going to be a bit soft, but all the fucking lightning and stuff like that that was like set up along the way, um, and the fact that you couldn't get into the church, it's the sanctity and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it was it was it's a fucking it's still to this day a really like solidly shot death. It, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, that was um. That was something. I like the way as well when he gets impaled, like literally split second later, like the sun comes out. (laughs) Yeah. It's like we're done with you now. Right by here. Lots of spooky shit going on. Um, and her fall was pretty interestingly shot, wasn't it? When she fell from the balcony Mm. to lose the baby and stuff like that. Um. <sighs> yeah, they obviously filmed it up upwards or something like that because it just it looked really bizarre. <laughs> I think yeah, it was they had in reverse. Yeah, they had the, they had issues with that because she because of all the shit that was happening around the film, she was concerned about filming that whole scene uh, because of being right by a drop and stuff. Um, so they had to do some camera work. So she was actually like it was kind of camera trickery so it was like she was hanging upside down but she wasn't she was like laying down sort of thing and yeah. uh yeah there was a lot of shit around that because she just didn't she flat out refused to to hang off the banister which is quite you know fair enough since all the shit that's going around on this film <laughs> yeah and then we get to go to italy don't we to do some investigations on uh you know he's looking into the the his kid how did he get convinced to go to italy again i can't remember because he the photographer so good old david warner from tron and uh r.i.p yeah rest in peace bless him he's he's obviously been taking photos of him around and um just took an interest in this he's seen the priest sort of sort of harrowing him a bit and and and, and sort of uh pestering him so he's been taking photos and then he, he realized that uh, the priest when he took a photo of the priest there was like a, a line above his head essentially where he was about to die and then he sort of noticed and investigated his death and obviously everyone thought he was a bit mental and committed suicide or so he, he sort of catches up with gregory peck's character and says look there's something going on here and you need to have a look at it because and then you realize that he's actually took a picture of himself and has a line through his head 
So he realises that they're going to have to investigate this. And I think Gregory Peck knows something's off anyway. I mean, the, the priest's been at him a couple of times. He obviously knows this, it, He obviously knows that it's not his son. So it's quite sort of easier to convince him that there's something away somewhere. And obviously his wife is sort of going a bit mental and a bit crazy. Um, she's, she's sort of been paranoid and she's a bit weirded out by everything. And I think, I know she loses the baby with the fall, but doesn't she talk about having an abortion? Yeah, she, she does. She doesn't want the kid. Yeah. He, and he so, convinced her not to, didn't he? Yeah. Almost told her not to. Yeah. Um, but yeah... The graveyard scene, don't you? Where they discover they discover did he discover a dog skeleton and then his son's skeleton? Is that right? In I don't the know actual... about the dog one. Was it? I don't know about the. Was it the dog? I thought it was just the sons. Okay. And then they get attacked by the dogs, loads of fucking dogs, which I forgot about. Well, he because re- he goes to see the priest that was basically the 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 one that switched the switched the babies. And like he's sort of like been half burned by it because the, the the hospital burned down after Damien was born essentially, um, and he sends him to this graveyard. But obviously you find out that, that this this guy's like convalescent, and they say, oh, he, he was, it they were, they look after him till his penance is over, and they're like, well, what's he done? And they say, oh, he left his flock and got tempted by something else type of thing, and you you sort of realise that he was in on it, mm. and obviously he's making up for it now. But uh, yeah, then he, get, he sends them to a cemetery and they find this skeleton of his actual child, which was fucking like, geez, there's a bloody hole in the skull and everything. It's like, it's, that's horrific. It's dark as fuck. Yeah. And then they get it's attacked. It's a dark film. Yeah, and then it's sort of like, I don't know, I don't even call it a montage, but it kind of is. It's like, let's clean out, shall we? Poor um, Warner gets fucking, I mean, that scene is talked about and talked about. <laughs> It's it, probably one of the best decapitation scenes ever made. Clean. Well, it's just it's not just the clean, it's the way it's shot. Mm. Because it's like I think it's five different angles. So no matter even if you like cover your eyes, by the time you've got back, you'll see it again. So it's like you're gonna watch this and you're gonna see it. It don't matter how many times you look away. I bet every time you look back, you're going to see it from every fucking angle. <laughs> <laughs> Literally every angle. So clever. And the music that goes on. I mean, obviously we haven't touched on the music yet, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Probably the wrong word to say. <laughs> but, nice. but what what a theme tune. I mean, you know, been used in countless amounts of ske- comedy sketches and yeah stuff like that. And it's just like, but... It's a great, great, great soundtrack to go with it as well. Definitely. I, I thought it was quite interesting. I forgot about, I mean, how the fuck did she launch her out of that goddamn window in the church, uh, in the hospital as well? Fucking hell, that was like beastly. Just like when she's just high and then she fucking launches her out of the window and she like crashes through the ambulance. That's dark, man. Again, it's just the deaths are like quite, are very well done and they're very, very like dark and they sort of really do stay with you over time. Definitely. But there's a message in that. If you're trying to get your 90, 90 off, try and ask someone to help you. And then you won't get caught up in it. <laughs> okay. She, she deserved to go out the window. She just had to ask someone to help her take she it off. She did ask for help, but it was Mrs. Bailock <laughs> yeah, who arrived no. to help her. <laughs> That's one way of getting yeah. it off, I suppose. So, so old Gregory Peck has got, he's been to see the man who teaches him how to kill the 
the son of Christ and he's got to stab him in the, with loads of knives in the, the the picture of a cross and let his blood spill in a church. And I think he's still at this point is on the fence. He's like, I, I know this is freaky, but I'm still not convinced. And then he tells him he's got a birthmark. Obviously, Gregory Peck comes back home. First thing he does is go and start looking for the birthmark. And then he finds it. Yeah. And then, and then we get a big old fight scene. <laughs> that, and I shit myself for that. The jump scare, that's a fucking jump scare and a half, that one. When she just comes out of nowhere. Um, but yeah. she's, a, she's a biter. <laughs> she's, she's fucking strong. Yeah, yeah. That, Gregory that, Peck's no small geezer, that is That fight was intense, man, because he was carrying the kid and he was falling down the stairs and he knocked out. I think he knocked the kid out, like falling down the stairs. This kid could have been dead there and then, you know? Oh my word! And then uh, yeah, and then there was like the police, the police chase. How the fuck did he thought he was? He was so fucked up. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a nuts like finale. Really, really crazy. Um, I'm sure Matt's got facts about the, about the end. The mm. end was changed. Yeah, there was supposed to be a different end. Oh, and then okay. obviously the, the final shot is just fucking amazing. It's got to be one of the best in cinema. Just the funeral scene, and it just pans down to... Well, the talk... Do you know, uh, Mr. President, the car's waiting for you. So now the president's looking after Damien. And he just turns around and gives that fucking smile, and you just want to punch him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 it's perfect. Just quickly going back to the the, um, ending in the church, when he's dragging that kid, man. The performance that both of them give, the kid and him, amazing but you feel just so wrong because he's he's about to stab a kid to death and when you think about that how dark it is this is like he's gonna kill he's gonna fucking kill this kid with a dagger like and this kid's just squealing like and it's how a kid would probably react and that that scene is just how it's when he screams and he goes daddy please no oh fuck that's it yeah but, and you're like, but all the while you're going, you're the fucking son of death. You're the antichrist little shit. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, again, it, it, he was originally, he was supposed to kill um, Damien. And then at the end, I think he gets shot as well. And then at the end, there's, there's just three coffins. So Damien, Damien's the dad and the mum. So there's three coffins. So they switched it because the MPA were like, no, nah, you can't kill a kid on screen. No fucking chance, mate. I don't know. I think it's a bit of both, really. But like his, kid, his son died in real life, didn't he? Greg, Gregory Peck's son yeah. died in real life. Right, yeah, and while he was that. filming it. It was before Danny. he filmed it. It was before, oh, it was before he came aboard, yeah. Because uh, he was hesitant at the start to take it. They were surprised he took it because of the content. But like, yeah, so... They they decided not to kill him. I think it was because of the NBA, oh, and then okay. and then basically they get to the you know the um, funeral scene. And when he looks round, apparently they were like when he looks round, they were actually shouting at the kids saying, "Don't you dare smile! Don't you dare smile!" And that smile is is that him smiling because he's like, and, and they got the perfect shot. And I don't oh, think that was intentional. But they kept it in because they're like, "Don't That's you dare incredible. smile! Don't you dare smile!" And you can tell when you you can hear something. You should think in your head when you watch that scene next. 
You think, oh, he's basically, basically just taking the piss and just laughing. It's good, man. <laughs> clever, clever shot. Maybe he is the son of the devil? Fucking hell. <laughs> Come on in, Matt. Let's get some facts, dude. All right. Okay, you ready for this? Let's... There's so many, right? But I just picked out some of the best ones. I could be here all day, seriously. Um, <clears throat> Harvey Stevens, as Damien, was largely chosen for his role on the way he attacked Richard Donner during the auditions. Donner asked all the little boys to come at him. Sounds a bit rude. As if they were attacking Catherine Fawn during the church wedding scene. Stephen screamed and clawed at Donner's face and kicked him in the groin during this, his act. And apparently kicked him in the nuts by accident. Donner whipped the kid off and ordered the kid's blonde hair to be dyed black and cast him as Damien. So that's how he got the role. Um, Jerry Goldsmith didn't want to attend the Academy Awards. That's obviously the guy that did the theme and the music. Um, and he didn't want to attend the Academy Awards that year since he had already lost multiple times and didn't want to go through the ordeal of losing again. It was Goldsmith's only Oscar. He believed that and he wasn't there. Gutted. According to at least one biography of Gregory Peck, he took this role at a huge cut in salary, a mere $250,000, but was also guaranteed 10% of the film's box office gross. And when it went on to gross more than $60 million in the US alone, it became the highest paid performance of Peck's career. Jesus Christ. Crazy, isn't it? And I think he was—he came out of retirement to do this as well. I think he kind of—they coached him out. Um, uh, this was kind of like this is back to the baboon thing around. Um, to make the baboons attack the car in Windsor Zoo Park scene, an official from the zoo was in the back seat of the car with a baby baboon. It says maybe it wasn't a, but the baboons had no response at all. Then they took the head of the baboons, and the baboons outside went crazy. Not Even not a literally not literally a baboon head like the no the, the head, head of the baboon <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was you at Longleat Paul <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah the curse the curse there's there's millions of things around this kind of the curse of of the omen the film seemed to fall to fall to victim to a sinister curse star Gregory Peck and screenwriter David Seltzer. Uh, took separate planes to the UK, yet both planes were struck by lightning. Um, and while producer Harvey Bernard was in Rome, lightning just missed him. Rottweilers hired for the film attacked the trainers, and literally when they put the padding around um, the trainers to do the scenes, the dogs got through the padding and bit straight through it, and it just didn't work. Um, a hotel which director Richard Donner was staying at got bombed by the IRA. Um, he was also struck by a car after Peck cancelled another flight to Israel. The plane he would have chartered crashed, killing all on board, which I don't think is true. I think only six people died on board, but there you go. Um, on day one of the shoot, several principal members of the crew survived a head-on car crash. The jinx appeared to persist one to post-production when the special effects artist John Richardson was injured and his girlfriend beheaded in an accident on the set of A Bridge Too Far in 1977. Fucked up, innit? All those things. There's the car more crash, what, there's a car crash, right, that happened in Europe uh, with some of this. I don't know if people died or anything, but there's a car crash, and basically it's right next to a road sign. That was for, that car crash. Oh, was that, it that? And it's got, yeah. oh man, and it's like 66 six, kilometres. Six. Yeah. 
the exit six, sixty-six yep. kilometers. It's all right. Yeah, that's true. Um, and obviously in the original ending, uh, Robert kills Damon at the church and good triumphs. However, the MPAA, sorry, not the MPA, the MPAA said this scene was too shocking and which ironically brought about the ending where Robert gets shot and the Antichrist triumphs. And there was seven kills in this. So we've got Catherine's baby. Skull smashed by Mrs. Baylock. Um, Holly forced into hanging herself, so maybe she was forced. Father Brennan impaled with lightning rod. Catherine Thorne pushed off a building by Mrs. Baylock. Uh, Keith Jennings decapitated by a sheet of metal, but I think it was glass, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Mrs. Willow Baylock stabbed to death by Robert with a dagger, and Robert Thorne shot by the cops. Nice. Yeah, but there's absolutely loads more stuff. I could have been here all day. But yeah, it's it's one it's one hell of a creepy movie with a creepy story. Um yeah, you almost feel a bit weird watching it, I I feel sometimes. I just feel like I don't know. I don't I don't you know, I don't think I believe in all that shit, but when you think it's stuff that just happens, there's no actual thing behind it. You know, it's just a matter of events. That's the creepiest thing. It's just weird, isn't it? Weird. Weird, weird, weird. Good fucking movie, though. <laughs> Are you going to rate it then, guys? Go on, Butch, you go first. It's 10. It's a classic. It is an absolute classic. And I'll take back everything I said last week. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's Stone Cold 10 from me. So, yeah. Um, just phenomenal, unreal. Everything about it's just perfect. So yeah, ten. So I'm gonna go with a five. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm it's gonna no go smile. <laughs> a six, 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 six hundred and sixty-six. No, um, I'm gonna go with a ten. Of course, man. It's like without this, you know. It again, it's one of those movies that paved the way for a lot of films. But it just, the, you think about it as well. Richard Donner's career. And what he done like it's Goonies bonkers and lethal like, weapon and, and superman. superman the goonies <laughs> did he do any of the horror i don't um, think he did right, any so i look back through the only other thing that i could find was the twilight zone okay. um back in the because obviously this is i thought this was like the start because then he went on and did like but this is only midway through his career when mm-hmm. he went on and did like fucking superman goonies lethal weapon all that sort of probably stuff. fucking spooked him mate and he was like no i'm not doing that any fucking horror again I think there was one other like anthology he might have been involved in. Um, Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, but um, yeah, like Twilight Zone. He was like early Twilight Zone, which would be Scrooged. Yeah, Scrooge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, we, that's one for Christmas. Ooh. My favorite Christmas film. So, <laughs> is it? Yeah, love it. Fucking love it. What over Home Alone? Come on. <laughs> That's a debate for another Don't day. Be silly. What over Die Hard? Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> so, Omen, ten breaths out of ten. The next pick. Who's it going to be? Mr. Boucher. Yeah. So, right. Is, I don't know, man. Um. Uh, you don't know. You've had two weeks. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm debating, been debating a bit. It's been mainly because I'm trying to find ones that I think that you could get hold of. Do we have a pick? Do you have a do you have a, like a little kind of one for this or one for that? What do you feel like? Come on. 
Yeah, okay. Go for either mid-2000s, which might be difficult to find, um, or an, a proper 80s horror. Proper I 80s personally horror. think we need an 80s horror because we've had a couple of recent-ish ones and we've just got, done a 70s movie. I think we do need to kind of edge our way back in the, the 80s. But that's just me. Jordy Paul, what do you reckon? Yeah, I agree. Go on. Hit me with your 80s. All right then. For um, with your best shot. Halloween this year, we will be watching The Howling. Oh, finally. Nice. Great pick. I've been <laughs> wanting to watch this for ages because I haven't seen it for ages. Yeah, starring D. Wallace. Um, it is available in on Amazon Prime for a little bit of a £3.49. But worth it. Or you could buy it from all good stores. I mean, that's. I'm I'm good because I own I own it. So on, 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 I will find it. Don't you worry. <laughs> you do, you own, do you own a copy, Matt? I don't actually. Ah, well, I've got it on DVD. And I only just met D Wallace a couple of weeks ago. Shame, 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 ding 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 ding, shame. Ding, ding. All right, well there we go then. That's episode 114 done. Um, thanks everyone to. For listening and hope you enjoyed the conversations on to next episode we will be going back to cinema to f- watch the ending of halloween halloween ends our son screen about we have a very special something that we've got planned and i've just pulled from the move from the vault the howling and there's only one more thing to say evil dies tonight when there's no more room in hell here's another podcast I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>